0: Hello and welcome to the news roundup from FITV. I'm Oliver Thompson, and I'm Johnny Burke. Coming up on this week's podcast: renewal of the trip scheme, Latam Airlinks stay suspended, and music and comedy at the open mic night.
1: With the announcement that the Latam Airlinks will remain suspended until February 2022, it looks unlikely that there will be a normal tourism season this coming summer. With this in mind, Exco have approved the renewal of the popular trip scheme to help support domestic tourism. Changes will be made to both the TRIP and BIFSI TRIP schemes, and FIG will be looking to run a survey to get feedback on both of these. The schemes will be open from the 1st of October until
0: the end of April next year. But it's not just the tourism industry suffering from the suspended Latin air links to Chile and Brazil. South American nationals living in the Falcon Islands have been struggling to get passports or travel home throughout the disruption of the pandemic. We spoke to MLA Mark Pollard about this issue and if FIG will be helping to support people travel home.
2: There's essentially sort of um, well, there's, there's several different things that could happen. I mean, um, anything from a uh, from from essentially a boat taking people across the water to go and get their passports renewed, to a charter flight, to um, to starting up the the regular or, or a less regular service, to to restarting the service as it was. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities. The the question is, you know, which which Possibility and which um, we, we, which is well which is possible, um, which is going to fix the actual the the problems that, that these people are facing and that we're facing as well, um, and you know we, which we can actually facilitate, which we can do. It's not just about Chilean nationals; it's about uh, you know all across South America, um, and and you know I guess there are people from from elsewhere in the world as well suffering the same thing. We uh, we certainly heard from the Filipino community um, a little while ago. So you know, I, I mean, that's my takeaway: is the fact that there are, there are a lot of issues, and, um, and and there seems to be a bit of a a problem with communication where um, where people don't feel that we're approachable for whatever reason. So you know, please don't don't think that, and uh, and and you know, if you need to get hold of us, then get hold of us, and uh, and we'll try and do what we can.
0: Given that these commercial air links are remaining suspended for at least another six months, we asked MLA Pollard what this means for the future of the Latam routes.
2: I mean, the one thing I'd, I'd just like to reassure people is we're not, um, you know, we're not, we're not trying to just keep pushing this off. We are each time looking to see whether or not we can, uh, we can get it started, whether or not it's realistic in terms of, uh, you know, the COVID situation in South America, uh, what we can do and how we can facilitate that.
1: Further measures to help support the community and businesses in light of the ongoing pandemic have been approved by Exco. The Job Retention Furlough Scheme, the Self-Employed Income Supplement Scheme and the Business Grant Retention Scheme have been extended until the 30th of September 2022. The Bounce Back Scheme, which was intended to help businesses recover when international tourism resumes, has been deferred. And the Unemployment Scheme and the Deferred Loan Scheme have been cancelled due to the lack of interest and uptake. Two trials were heard in the Summary Court last week. Here's Catherine from outside the courts.
3: On Thursday, the 22nd of July, the trial of Neville Hayward took place in the Summary Court. He had been charged with one count of sexually touching someone without consent. After a one day trial, he was found guilty of this offence. The court heard from the complainant how, during an event at the Rose Bar, Mr Hayward had walked behind her and touched her in a thigh as she went to sit down before making a lewd comment to the people around him. She told the court how she felt humiliated and reported the incident to pub staff at the time. Crown counsel Mr Stuart Walker told the court that Mr Haywood made a catastrophic error of judgement in making a joke at the victim's expense. In doing so, he sexually assaulted her. Defending Mr Damien Sabino said Mr Haywood made it clear that he would not consider that to be a joke. He's a man of good character. After hearing the evidence, the Justices of the Peace returned with a guilty verdict, saying we don't think behaviour like this should be minimised, as it is hurtful to the victim. Mr Hayward will be sentenced on the 18th of August.
0: The second trial heard was that of Christopher Barnard. He faced one charge relating to an incident which occurred in March this year. The court heard evidence from the complainant and Mr Barnard who spoke about the incident. After the day-long trial, the Justices of the Peace found Mr Barnard not guilty and he was free to leave.
1: The summary court sat again on Wednesday, the 28th of July. Tyrone has more from outside this court.
4: Jose Ortiz appeared in front of the Justices of the Peace facing three counts of theft. It was alleged that on three occasions in April and May, he entered the Westall Food Hall and stole goods, including alcohol, clothing, and confectionery, with a combined value of just over 300 pounds. He pleaded guilty to all three charges. Crown counsel Mr Stuart Walker outlined the facts of the case and described how staff became aware of a customer stealing items and while police were reviewing CCTV, Mr Ortiz entered the store again and took the goods without paying. Mr Walker went on to say that once Mr Ortiz had been arrested he admitted in the police interview to the offences and said he'd begun stealing items he couldn't afford. In mitigation, Mr. Damien Sabino told the court how Mr. Ortiz was struggling to survive after having to move into a new accommodation and only having a part-time job. He went on to say that Mr. Ortiz was a man of good character and a law-abiding member of the community. The Justices of the Peace gave Mr. Ortiz a £340 fine, ordered him to pay full compensation of £318.06 and told him to pay court costs of £150.
0: The results of the Environment Survey were released to the public recently, with key issues including managing environmental impact, aquaculture and pollution. We spoke to the Portfolio Lead for the Environment, MLA Leona Roberts, about how the public responses will help inform the upcoming environment strategy.
5: Oh, they're so important. I mean, obviously we all have views on environmental matters, of course we do, and and the opportunities and and challenges that we're going to face, but we felt it it was really critical to get um, the views of the community uh, as much as we possibly could and, uh, you know, to feed those in. So they they are all coming into the environment strategy in some shape or form at some degree. And there are some sort of detailed bits, I guess, that uh, perhaps don't fit quite within the strategy, but will be coming out of other uh, work streams across FIG. So it's all really good, useful information and actually supports us in being able to take the strategy forward because it can't just be my strategy or somebody else's strategy. You know, it's got to have the the buy-in and the support of the community.
1: Another issue of concern revealed in the report was waste management, with the tin and can recycling scheme sending the first batch of mixed metals away to be recycled recently. We asked MLA Roberts whether there are any plans to extend recycling schemes to make the islands more eco-friendly.
5: The first uh, shipment of tins and cans to the UK is a great step and that's avoided a, a huge amount of, of waste going into landfill. Um, but it has always been the intention to extend that further when we're able to. So that will eventually involve other um, materials that can be incinerated. So. Um, plastics. Um, that will, They'll go to the incinerator, things like uh, paper and card. Um, some may still have to go to the incinerator, but the hope is that some of that can also be recycled. So, you know, there's there's, a, there's much more to come, but it's all taking a bit longer. I hate blaming COVID, but, you know, COVID has knocked everything back a year. You know, I know that there are a lot of people in camp who would really like to be able to recycle their tins and cans too. And um I'm assured that PWD and the Environment Department are are looking at how that can work. Part of it is, particularly from the Western Islands, how it could be shipped uh, and how frequently that would have to happen. But I think that would be a great thing and yeah, hopefully, hopefully one day soon.
0: Mental health support group Team Tranquil have installed four pieces of adult gym equipment in the park on Rex Hunt Road. The Sappers Hill Park is the first to receive some outdoor gym pieces and we spoke to Ruth Taylor about what is needed to get more installed around Stanley.
3: The gym things you know that you like you walk in the air sort of thing you know what I mean and um, we've got a number of those so we've got that at Sapper Hill and then we will repeat it opposite Pittaluga Place Um, down on the front road where we've got the planning permission to do the second second part there. And if we can just get people that would say, OK, I can come and cement that piece in for you. That's all we're asking. But what we're aiming at doing is on what we're calling a trim trail. So where people we know go walking, then they could stop and do some exercises and carry on their walk. So we're planning this trim trail throughout Stanley.
1: It's coming to the end of another school year, meaning it's also time for the annual Achievement Awards. We went along to the Fix Awards evening, which celebrated the achievements of the children over the past year. 1982 conflict veteran Mark Hughes was also there, congratulating all the award winners. Here's Tyrone with more.
4: The Falkland Community School hosted an awards evening last Thursday. The night, as always, highlighted students ranging from Key Stage 3 all the way to Key Stage 4, commending particular students for their hard work over the school year.
6: Understand that it's never too late to re-educate, but why wait? Seize the opportunity now. Carpe diem. Make your life extraordinary.
4: Musical performances took place throughout the night with Hayden Stanworth on violin. Elshi Tanderi giving her rendition of the song One Moment in Time. as well as a keyboard performance from Benjamin. The award range from all subjects as well as attendance and sports, with Ross House being crowned this year's champions.
6: The school motto is Endurance Gains the Crown. Take it from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12, which talks about the struggles, the trials, the tribulations we all face, but with perseverance, with faith and courage to continue, we will all gain the crown.
4: The night rounded off with Key Stage 4 commendations of achievements, with a certificate for each subject.
6: Falkland Islands Community School students, I wish you every success in your academic achievements and your chosen careers. Enjoy your evening and thank you.
0: And finally, the historic Dockyard Museum played host to an open mic night last week. Catherine went along to see what talent lies among the Falklands population and caught up with organiser Ina Bilova.
6: On my way back to the Nick, I in at the bank. <laughs> And as I'm at the counter, the woman pushes a piece of paper under mm-hmm. the thing to me and lift it up and it says, there are two armed men here. I went, that's good, because it makes it difficult counting money if you've only got one.
3: <laughs> Ina,
7: why have you created this open mic night? Two reasons. One, purely very, very selfish, because uh, I thought maybe this will get me into writing a little bit more. And the second one was, I just wanted to have a place where people could come in and uh, share their talents. You're going
0: to bump into me in the
1: chandlery, you're going to see me driving past badly, Uh, you're going to see my face above an editorial, written badly, (laughs) and you're going to be
3: able to talk to whoever else was here about that time that I did comedy,
7: badly. (laughs) So this is my first one, uh, and uh, hopefully not the last.
3: (laughs) And it looks really busy in there as
7: well. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, uh, it's great, but also uh, very exciting, it is, yeah, it's very exciting, actually. Winnie won a bunny,
3: and she called her bunny Minnie, but Minnie was too skinny. So Winnie said to Benny, Benny, honey, Minnie's such a skinny bunny, would you ride your bony pony Tony to the town to buy a tiny tin of honey? I
7: really hope it, it could become uh, maybe a monthly thing, um, but let's, let's just see how this one goes, and if we all survive, <laughs> and we, could, we could do it again. And what, what are you going to be performing tonight? Can we have a sneak preview? Uh, it's going to be a poem by uh, one of my favourite poets, Shane Coyzon. Scrape the grey sky clean, realise that every dark cloud is a smokescreen, meant to blind us from the truth, and the truth is, whether we see them or not, the sun and the moon are still there, and always there is light.
1: And that's it for this week's news roundup. If you'd like to subscribe to FITV, you can watch via the KTV broadcast or online through our website, fitv.co.fk. Alongside this news roundup, we also produce a light-hearted look at the week in our podcast, Meanwhile in the Falcons,
0: which is also available on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Here's a little preview also of this month's special talking point, which is all about FIMCO. The cultural importance of agriculture to the Falkland Islands is obvious. You only need to look at the national coat of arms displayed on the Falklands flag. A ram sitting proudly upon a grassy mount represents the past primary industry of sheep farming. The economic importance of historical diversification of agriculture may not be as immediately obvious. But as a sector that still employs 10% of the nation's workforce, its success is crucial. A common way that many farmers support their income is through the meat industry. However, due to numerous reasons, ranging from long-standing cash flow issues to Brexit and the ongoing global pandemic, worryingly, the Falcon Islands Meat Company now finds itself fighting for survival. FIMCO is the government-funded national meat company for the Falklands, but it loses money year on year. As a business, it's now at a very significant crossroads The current operating model doesn't appear to be working, which has now led to two key questions being asked of the business. What is the purpose of FIMCO and does it have a future?
6: I think we've got to do something because otherwise we're getting into this, you say, this perennial of having to minutely reinvestigate what's been done in the past. There's a,
2: you know, a, a misunderstanding or a or a lack of understanding sometimes on on what we're trying to do with Finco.
3: What we're trying to really assess and understand, not just as decision makers but as a country, is is what role Finco plays in the agricultural sector.
6: It's done good for the country, and, and many other businesses, but really it needs to be gripped.
0: Join us next time. Goodbye.